0: Hi and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk about the first 100 days. Specifically, I'm going to talk about what you should be doing in the first three months as a new leader. Are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some practical advice on what you should do during the first 100 days in a new leadership role. In my career, I've gone through this process countless times. The first 100 days are critical. You're going to learn the organization, you're going to meet the people, and you're going to set your priorities. Unfortunately, so many managers miss this important window of opportunity, and I hate for that to happen to you. But before we dive in, I wanted to share with you the idea uh, for this particular podcast. Where did this idea come from? Well, it came from the lady in seat 2B. What do I mean? Well, yesterday I was flying back from Minnesota. I was coming back from a business trip where I was teaching customers and potential customers about the products that my company manufactures. And uh, I met this lady. So I was flying home, and uh, the lady in seat 2B struck up a conversation right away. As soon as she sat down, she started talking. And she was talking about her boss. And for me, I immediately perked up. I always learn leadership lessons when people talk about their bosses. She was pretty upset. In fact, she was on the flight to take advantage uh, or to take a small vacation to get away from her boss. She needed time to consider whether she was going to quit or try to gut it out. What she told me was a story of a classic new manager failing to lead properly in the first 100 days. She worked for a nonprofit and they had just hired a new director. And from what I could tell, my seatmate was the office manager who uh, reported directly to this person. The story she told me of this new boss was amazing. Her new boss uh, broke. Like three cardinal rules of management in the first week on board. The the manager came in. She was a seasoned executive who had run a nonprofit business before. So everyone was excited to have her on board. But the excitement ended in the first week. In that first week, before even having a meeting with people or talking with employees, she began telling the team how things were going to be done under her watch. The new director began cleaning out offices and files, throwing things away. She was deleting files off the server, discarding financial and operational reports, and when questioned, she told employees, I know what I'm doing. Then my seatmate suggested they sit down and review how she did payroll. She wanted her new boss to know the process for how they did payroll, and the boss just told her, I don't need to know that. I know how to do payroll. My new friend said she treated me like a child, and I've never been treated that way in my entire life. And then there was a huge red flag. My seatmate said, I don't know what she's doing. I don't trust her. Wow. It was at that point that I told her a little bit about who I was, and that I write books and articles, and I have a podcast on leadership, and we talked more about her situation. I asked her if I could share her story on this podcast, and she said, absolutely. I hope it will help some other bosses in the future. From what I can tell, this new director, her new, her, her new boss, violated three leadership rules in the first week. One, she broke the trust of her employees, right? And, and that's terrible. They say that uh, if you trust your manager, you're 12 times more likely to be uh, engaged as an employee. And she broke that trust in that first week. The second thing she did is she never asked for advice from her senior employees. She knew how to do everything uh, right from the get-go. And the third thing she did is she frustrated really good employees to the point where they wanted to quit, to the point where uh, my seatmate was actually going on a vacation to consider whether she was going to stay with that company or not. I mean, three strikes in one week, that's like a new world record. This boss really screwed up the situation, and the problem is, it's not uncommon. Many new leaders drop the ball in the first 100 days. So, let's talk about what she should have done right after this break.
1: Thanks for listening to Deep Leadership. We'll be right back after a brief intermission.
0: Hey, leaders. If you're anything like me, you drink coffee to power through your morning. But what about in the afternoon? For me, I start getting a little sleepy and unfocused around 2 p.m. So I like to do something to get me recharged and refocused. I've tried a bunch of different energy drinks. I've even tried that stuff that's supposed to last five hours. Most are expensive and cause you to crash later in the afternoon. I was introduced to a, a really good product by a fellow veteran. He told me to try Strikeforce Energy. Strike Force is a veteran-owned company founded by a Navy SEAL, and their products are all made in the USA. Strike Force Energy is a liquid flavor pack that you can add to any beverage. It has zero calories, zero carbs, and zero sugar. Each pack contains 80 milligrams of caffeine. I actually add two packs and a liter of water in the afternoon. I get my water, my energy, and the great taste of Strike Force throughout the afternoon. I personally prefer the original flavor. Strikeforce Energy is offering a discount to all the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to strikeforceenergy.com and enter the discount code I have the watch, one word, I have the watch, for a 20% discount on your order. Strikeforce Energy Fuel for your fight. And we're back. Before the break, I talked to you about what not to do as a new leader. So, what should you do? Well, this is important. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or a brand new leader, every time you take on a new leadership role, everybody is going to be watching you. That first 100 days is critically important. This is when a new leader sets the tone. And the thing is, there's only a small window of time when you have the full attention of the workforce, so your actions need to be carefully considered. You're under the microscope. Everybody is clearly and closely observing you and everything you do. Everything is seen. Everything you say is dissected and discussed. People notice where you go and even what you look at. Every time a new leader is assigned, there is a anticipation in the team. People have expectations. They're worried. What is this leader going to be like? So it's important to, the first thing I do, obviously, and a lot of managers do this, is have a meeting with all the team members. Fully introduce yourself. And I like to use stories uh, so people can get a, you know, feel for who I am and how I lead and what my background is. And many managers get this part right. They have the big meeting and they introduce themselves. And that's really good. But the thing is, many new leaders then just disappear off into their office trying to figure out their new role, they're working on emails, and the people never see them again. So don't do that. So you got to get out there. So what should you be doing in that first 100 days? Well, obviously have that big meeting, introduce yourself, but then you need to get out of your office and be visible. You need to spend time where your people are at. You need to actively listen to their problems, listen to their concerns, get ideas from them, build that relationship, let them know who you are, find out who they are, right? Start building those relationships with all the employees that you come in contact with. That's really important. The next thing I like to do, and this is probably the most important thing that I will tell you on this podcast, is I like to have one-on-one meetings with all of the key employees. So, don't assume you understand everything about this business. It's best that you meet with every as many people as you can. I try to meet with everyone, but I understand if you have a big organization, it might be difficult, but I have these one-on-one meetings in the first 100 days, and I ask each employee three questions. I ask them, what's working, what's not working, and if you were in my shoes, what would be the first thing you would do? And you would be surprised. The answers that I get during that first 100 days with these one-on-one meetings, they are all pretty much the same. I end up learning a lot about what's working really well and what's not working at all. And then I also have a a list of things that really need to get done. And you'd be surprised at how many of those things coalesce around one or two main things that need to get done right away. So have those one-on-one meetings. It's really important. The other thing is that, the employee feels like, oh, he cares. He uh, He's listening. She's listening, right? So have those one-on-one meetings. Very, very important. The other thing I like to do is I like to set expectations early, right? So you're a new leader. People want to know what you stand for. So I like to communicate those expectations. The way I do it, and you can do it any way you can, but I actually put out a list of my top 10 expectations for my team. It's a, It's a little piece of paper I made up years and years ago and it just says these are the things that uh, I have for expectations and like just as as an example number one on that list is do what you say you're going to do right so my expectations for you is to be a person of your word and my and your expectations for, for me should be the same thing so find a way to communicate your expectations early, right? So this is not how you're going to run the business. This is just how you are as a leader and what you expect from your employees. So I sent out a list of my expectations uh, early in the process, early in that first 100 days. So the next thing is you need to set an example, right? And this is the true with any, anything when it comes to leadership is that your minimum behaviors will be your ma- your team's maximum performance, right? So if you want people to be on time, you need to be on time. If you expect managers to get out of their offices, you need to get out of your office. If you expect people to wear their safety equipment, you need to wear your safety equipment. It's just that simple. As children follow a parent's lead, your team is gonna follow your lead, right? They're gonna take cues from you. So set an example by what you do, not necessarily by what you say. Next thing signal your priorities. And what do I mean by that? Well, what you do is going to be seen by your team. So for example, if you spend your first two hours each day on your computer and not with your team, they're going to see that, oh, well, he cares more about, uh, you know, doing emails than us, right? So for example, if you're in every conversation, you're talking about the inventory number, inventory, inventory, but you never talk about on-time delivery, they think that you care about the numbers and not about the customers. So What you say also signals your priority. So be careful about the things you talk about when you're with employees in that first 100 days because they're going to get a feel for, oh, wow, he seems to talk about uh, inventory a lot or he seems to talk about uh, productivity a lot. So, you know, be careful with your wording because that'll actually signal your priority. The next, and, and this one's a lot of fun, and I always do this. And you have to get creative sometimes because sometimes it's hard to figure that, figure it out. But one thing I like to do is to create a buzz. So I want to take advantage of all that early attention on me, right? Uh, all these people are watching you and they want to see what you're doing. So I always try to do one thing that's extreme that gets everybody talking and it sends a signal for how I'm going to lead as a, as a leader. So I'll give you an example. In one manufacturing plant I ran, the first thing I had... Uh, done, I had the maintenance team paint over all the signs for the reserve parking spots for the managers. In this particular plant, they had a plant manager parking spot, a quality manager, a production manager. Everybody had assigned parking. And I'm like, nah, we're not having that. So we went ahead and we had the signs all painted over. And the message was simple. There's no special treatment for managers. We're all in this together. And it created a buzz. So look for a way to create a buzz and get people talking about, uh, you and the things that you're doing. So the next thing you should consider is communicate with your employees regularly. Okay. So during a leadership transition, employees are going to want to know what's going on. There's a lot of anxiety, right? So are there going to be organizational changes? What, what are your initial observations? How are things going to go? So I like to send out a weekly email just to let them know what I'm learning, what I'm seeing, what they can expect going forward. Uh, but you could also do a, a, a weekly meeting just to say, "Hey, hey um, you know, I'm still learning. I've got you know half half the employees I've interviewed. I still got the other half to do." Um, but you know, let them know what's going on, and, and understand this: in the absence of good communication, there will be worry, speculation, and rumors. And the last thing you want as a new leader is to have worry, speculation, and rumors. So. Control that by being a regular communicator. Communicate with what's going on during the process. Next, I like to create the mood. Okay, that seems a little strange, but look, attitude is contagious, right? So your mood is going to be reflected in your employees. Are you optimistic? Are you upbeat? Are you excited about the future? Or are you uh, is it a dire situation and you're worried and you're like, oh, I can't believe how bad it is, right? And so your mood is going to going to be reflected in your team. So really be careful about, you know, how you're, what your mood is and how you act when you're around employees. That's really important. I like this quote from Colin Powell. He said, "You are the leader, and the troops will reflect your emotion. And in my 30 years of leading, I know that my emotions, right, are always reflected in my team. So I, you've got to be careful. You are being watched. You're on stage. Control your emotions. Be the emotion that you want in your team. So sometimes you have to do a little acting because sometimes you read, the, you read the P&L and you're like, oh, we've got a lot of work to do, right? But you've got to maintain that optimism and be excited about the future. So the, the last thing on this list I like to do is then cast a vision, so at the end of the first 100 days your team you, you know what's going on you know your team's strengths and weaknesses right it's clear you know what the opportunities are you know what the threats facing the business are you know what the priorities are right so now the next thing to do is communicate that in a clear vision for the future right so you've spent the, the 100 days learning the business getting to know the people And now it's like, okay, now, well, what did you learn? Where where are we going? So everybody's anticipating what you're going to say. And this is a great time then to roll out where we're going to go and how we're going to get there. You're going to communicate your vision to your team in a way that's clear and concise, right? So a lot of cases, you're going to be communicating the things that you learned in those one-on-one meetings, right? Here's what's going right in the organization. You can communicate those. Here's all the things I see going right, right? And then you have a list of things that are going wrong. Here's all the things that I know that are a challenge, right? And then you take that list of what would you do if you were in my shoes? What would the first thing you would do? And you're going to find that that's probably going to be your top three action items, right? We're going to do this, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. Now, here's where it's really, really important. So, listen, one of the things that if you really want to be a great leader, you want to take that list of things that you learned from your employees that they said, you know, if you were in my shoes, what would you do first? you want to do one of those things, or two of those things, or three of those things. And in all cases, right, every time I've taken on a new role as a manager, there's there's this list, right, of things that have been unresolved for, for years. And most cases, it doesn't take a lot to fix it. So I try to do one of those things. So one of those uh, top three things in that first, right after that first 100 days. And so the message is, I'm listening to you, I heard what you said, and I'm going to take some action. If you really want to be a great leader, that's a, that's a little trick right there. So listen to what your employees ask you to do and, and do one of those things. And then they see that you're a person of not just words, but actually of action. So the first 100 days in a new leadership role is critically important. This is when you're going to set the tone, you're going to learn the business, You're going to build those relationships. So don't squander that time sitting in your office working on emails. And please, please don't do what the lady in seat 2B's boss did. Don't be a tornado that comes through just tearing things apart. Don't do that. So I'm interested in your take. What do you do or what do you like to do as a new leader in an organization? What did I miss on this list? Reach out to me on Twitter and let me know. I'm at John S. Rennie and that's John with no H. If you like this actionable idea and you're looking for more leadership ideas like this, pick up a copy of my latest book, I Have the Watch, Becoming a Leader Worth Following. It's filled with 23 short stories like this one on how you can be a more effective leader. It's super easy to read and most people finish it in less than two hours. So go to IHaveTheWatch.com for more information. This book has been on the Amazon bestseller list for eight months now in the category of business teams. And to thank the listeners of this podcast, there's a special discount for signed copies of the book. Go to eyeofthewatch.com and click the large orange button for a signed copy and enter the discount code DEEPLEADERSHIP, one word, DEEPLEADERSHIP, at checkout to get 20% off your order. And domestic shipping on my website is always free. So that's it for today. Think about this topic. Are you a new manager? Are you going to be entering a new leadership role soon? What's your plan for the first 100 days? Follow the ideas in this podcast and you will become a leader worth following. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well.
1: and living a life by your own design.
0: Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success.
1: This is Unapologetically Fab.
0: An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast.
1: i like airplane
0: i know you do but wanna bet is a sports betting podcast each week we bet a thousand dollars on the nfl teams and games that we love well that sounds like fun it is fun and last year you picked over 60 percent of your games correctly how'd you do we're not talking about that we are telling people that they can find us every friday so no more movie quotes
1: roger roger electric asked.